Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. I'm Mike, along with Joel, Growing in Grace, here once again for another week. We're glad you're with us. Uh, tell a friend we're here, too. However you found us, uh, however you listen to us, we sure would appreciate uh, being able to make more new friends. And we'd like to hear from you, too. If you've discovered our broadcast, drop us an email and say hi. Just let us know you're out there. If you have any comments, let us know that, too. Uh, Joel, where should they go to find out how to make contact with us? Well, you can uh, log on to graceroots.org, and uh, there's some contact information there. The email address, might as well just give it to you. It's graceroots at gmail.com. Well, we've been talking about um, our relationship with the world for perhaps uh, unbelievers who have not yet uh, come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And sort of the sad fact that a, a lot of Christians almost view these unbelievers as the enemy in, instead of people that Jesus died for who, who need, these are people who need answers. They need love. They need encouragement. Instead, sometimes we just sort of look down on them. There's sort of a, a not not everybody, but I mean, a, a lot of the church as a whole I think uh, my experience in organized religion anyway would it, would indicate that there's a, a certain amount of self-righteousness that sometimes comes uh, through traces of legalism, and that carries over into how we look at other people, uh, and we uh, begin to see as we take a careful look around us, maybe even in our own lives sometimes, that sometimes it, it's almost to the point, Joel, where we we take on a Pharisee-like attitude toward people. And, uh, you know, John the Baptist, when he was out preaching and screaming at everybody, you know, a lot of times the, the ones he, he was talking to were the religious folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was That's the religious true. folks. And the one thing that, if you ever noticed the life of Jesus, how patient he was and how he always wanted to meet the needs of people, he went to where the sinners were, they liked him, he didn't uh, cast judgment upon them. Uh, they were just so attracted to him. About the only time I see Jesus getting really angry is with the religious people and the self-righteous ones. The one reason I think that as Christians um, we uh, have this mentality, a different mentality than what Jesus had about uh, approaching sinners, is that, um, again, as we kind of talked about last week, we get this wrong view of, of God and, and what he expects of us and and of this this holiness and this righteousness that we've begun to walk in. We think that, all right, we've become holy now, we've become righteous, and we're walking in, in, in this stuff. We stopped doing all the bad things, we started doing all the right things, and if we start hanging around these sinners, you know, all these people that are out there doing the wrong things, well, you know, we might just get a little tainted uh, by them or you know, stained or tarnished. Uh, we'll start going into uh, doing the wrong things again and it's kind of a a fear-based christian life i guess uh where we're we're more concerned with um you know we're more fearful we're walking more in fear of doing the wrong things than we are walking in being uh having trust in the righteousness that we have received through jesus christ being tr- you know and and trusting that the spirit of god who is in us is stronger 
than the spirit uh, that's in the world. And I understand there's a growing time. You know, there might be a time when a person is is a new Christian, um, and there might be a period of time where you definitely want to stay away from some of the things. Uh, but when you grow, when you mature in in who you are in Christ, I think there there comes a time when we can start getting out there and living with the you know with faith, living in faith, trusting that God will lead us and guide us and open up doors for us to meet sinners right where they're at, not just waiting for them to come to our, our church, uh, but going out and, and meeting them right where they're at, wrapping our arms around them, eating with them and spending time with them and just you know letting them know how valuable they are, not just by what we say to them, but also by uh, by how we treat them. Well, yeah, not waiting for them to come to our church. That's an interesting phrase, Joel, because if some of these people that we're talking about in the world, and I want you to think of some of the people that, you, you know, you might really struggle with for a minute here. Um, if they walked into your church, how would you treat them? Hmm. I mean, we're having a hard enough time going out and impacting them where they are as as a group of believers in the world today. Um, imagine the struggles people have even when they come to us. Should we let them in? Uh, you know, let's take, just for example, Joel, just for example, uh, homosexuals and lesbians. Now, suppose some of these folks from your town, my town, wherever you're at, uh, you know, they're, they're practicing homosexuals. And they come into your church to visit. And maybe they come again and again. Um, how are you going to handle that? Are, are you going to reject them? Are you going to treat them differently than you would uh, the guy who owns the car dealership who suddenly decides he wants to come to Christ? Uh, somebody more prominent in the community, perhaps, than, than some of the, uh, the, the folks that would walk through the door who have had a drug background or a homosexual background or some sort of jail time for whatever reason? Um, how does the church react to these people when they just kind of walk through our doors? I, I would hesitate. To say, I, I wouldn't hesitate to say that most of the time, I, I doubt if they're welcomed with open arms. You're uh, you're probably you know digging deep underneath the skin of some people, Mike, and I think you better stop that. No, <laughs> but I think you're are you are right on the mark uh, because. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking here in Romans 1, and it, it does say something here in Romans 1 about, uh, homosexuality. But there is, um, there, you know, there's a whole lot of other things that Paul talks about in Romans 1. Sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, uh, full of envy. What about if somebody full of envy came into our church? Murder! Strife! Deceit! Evil-mindedness! Whisperers! Backbiters! Uh, things like violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. So there's so many things. There are there are some people who would come to our church and they have more refined sins and and yeah we can deal with that. But if it's one of those big ones, you know how are we going to uh, treat these people? Again, are we going as we kind of talked about last week? Are are we going to uh, reach out to them with the law and say, well here the law says this and uh, so you'd you'd better you know change your act here get your act together and, and and change your life and then then you can be part of this congregation or are we going to treat them with uh the contrast uh, of uh 
grace and truth. As we said, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And, and so Jesus, as uh, being the, the bearer of grace and truth, he was able to reach out to people no matter what their sin, no matter what their sin was. He was able to reach out to them and, and in, in, in a way that looking at people underneath the, the microscope of the law could never do, Jesus was able to bring peace, healing, and uh, all kinds of wonderful things that all have to do with life into the lives of these people. And uh, again, it's something that the law just could never do, Mike. It's true. I mean, uh, you know, you mentioned those who gossip. I mean, thank God there aren't people in the church today who gossip. Really? I don't know anybody like that. No, no, we call it sharing so that we can know how to pray for people. We can't even admit that we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and I'm not saying that you sit there and, and put a, a stamp of approval on, on everything that everybody does, but the point we're trying to make here is that people need love, mm. and, and I think Jesus gave them that, and I think that we're expected to give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you have to approve of, of everything that everybody ever does. It just means that they, they need love and they're, they're looking for some answers. And it, it's our job to, to welcome them uh, into the kingdom, even if they don't have everything right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there again, we, we get all messed up focusing in on what we do in, instead of what Jesus did. And, yeah, you can go down a whole list of sins, but we, we've got our own pet sins that we like to pronounce judgment on people with, and and uh, some of the other ones we sort of wink and look the other way. Uh, it's got nothing to do with any of that. It's it's all about the fact that we all fall short, and, and we will we will all have need for a Savior. And, and Jesus Christ has provided a way for everybody, everybody where they're at right now as a sinner, uh, they have the, the, the right and the ability to come into a relationship with God and to receive forgiveness for all sins, past, present, and future. That's the gospel. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. When it comes to uh, whether we're doing all the right things or doing all the wrong things or anywhere in between, you know, we're, we are all in the same boat when it comes to that. Uh, no matter what exactly, like you're talking about, no matter what pet sins we have uh, that we like to focus on, and we've all got our own. Uh, and when when it comes to the cross of Jesus Christ, that same cross, that same grace, the same truth covers it all. Well, uh, Mike, I got a, a a really cool story I like to share, um, and uh, you you kind of know uh, you know this story because uh, you and I both uh, a couple of, well several years back had attended a church, and and our pastor at the time he was in another state, I believe it was Indiana. And he was visiting uh, another church, a pastor friend of his. And uh, so this pastor that he was visiting uh, points out uh, someone in uh, in the congregation. You know, at this probably after the service, I suppose, or maybe beforehand. But he says, "See that guy over there?" And uh, our our pastor says, uh, "Yeah, yeah." He says, "That guy's a a, a bartender." And so our pastor's kind of like, uh, "Oh, you know, hasn't quite caught on to the you know the gospel yet." And and uh, the pastor said, oh, no, 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 it's nothing like that. But that guy over there, that bartender, he has brought more people 
to this church in the last 10 years than the whole rest of the congregation has in the last six months. <laughs> I mean, isn't that something else that this man felt so confident in who he was in Christ, this bartender, that he could go to where the people were who needed Jesus Christ. I mean, these people, you know, people go to bars for all kinds of different reasons, some just to have fun, but some are lonely, some some have real deep problems. And uh, as a bartender, you find yourself in a position where people will open up to you. And um, he was able to, I'm sure, share so much of, of the love and the grace of God that, the, you know, these people wouldn't have come to church looking for what they found in this man. He went to where they were at. I think, you know, that's the point we're trying to make here is that we can love these people, meet them right where they're at. And each of us are called into a different area. I'm not saying we all need to be bartenders, but, you know, that's that's a story that really speaks to me about meeting people right where they're at. It's a good example of God using somebody right where they are. And, I mean, that that just goes against the grain of the religious mind. I mean, uh, completely and totally goes against it. But people go into those places usually because they're looking for a friend, they want someone to talk to, someone who will listen to them. Um, and that's the kind of thing that we as the church should be able to provide for people uh, in, a, in, in the same sort of way, but in, in a way that will bring unconditional love into their lives through Jesus Christ, hopefully. Yep, indeedy. And so our prayer and our uh, hope is that um, both you and I, Mike, and, and our listeners, um, anyone out there can uh, can begin to think of ways, if we're not doing it already, that we can reach out to, to those who need Jesus Christ and, and not shy away from people, but, but rather embrace them with the love and the truth and the grace of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm Joel, along with Mike. Uh, get a hold of us, as uh, we shared, at graceroots.org, and we hope to be again with you soon. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 